Welcome back to listening to Rescue and Rosé. And as most of our followers know, this is a podcast put on by Erica Cartwright and Dana Close, two good friends that have been running rescues here in the Valley and realized we have a similar bond for our stories and our experiences. So we hope you enjoy our random chats about rescue and sometimes when you need a glass of rosé. Hey, Dana. Well, hello, Miss Erica. Welcome to Rescue and Rosé. You know, I don't think Rosé today. We're both (laughs) trying to be good. I haven't actually, okay, this is a confession I'm going to make. So I haven't had a drink. Well, okay, a real drink. And it'll be six weeks on Monday, I think. It was the day after Halloween. It's crazy to me. I, I cannot confess that same thing. I haven't had one since Sunday. Well, I did have a sip of yours at the, the dog birthday party, remember? So like, I yeah, have sips. Okay. I have sips. But it kind I mean, it kind of does. Well, I mean. I'm not cold turkey. I'm just not drinking. That's fine. Yeah. I lost 10 pounds. That's great. Yeah. I didn't know I could lose it that quick from not well, drinking. A lot of it could have been inflammation and bloating too, like in water weight at the beginning, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. It's just crazy. So anyway, so a lot I, of bad things to your body, but that's okay. But Rosé is good. I'm sorry. Well, I know. That's why I feel bad. Like I'm, we're calling, it's Rescue and Rosé and all I'm doing is rescuing. And I Should actually we just take off the little thing and we'll just call it Rescue and Roses? <laughs> no, no. I don't even have any rescue dogs at my house. I'm a fraud. <laughs> I have some rose bushes in the backyard. I could pretend to all of a sudden really be into roses. And Rosie and Rosie, Rose. I call her Rose Rose. So, I mean, it could be rescue and Rose. <laughs> All right. I'm going to change the subject. Okay. Um, have you ever been peed on? No. No. I mean, I, have. I, I, I mean, by, by a dog I have. Ew, yeah. yeah. Well, what else would I be talking about? I don't know. I mean, Chandler being on, on friends peed on Monica when she got sung by a belt jellyfish, which is actually not a real thing. You don't do that. Oh, it's like an old wives tale. By that Frank was very Herbert. believable. They made it very believable that it actually helped. So I would have done that if I got stung by a jellyfish, I would tell someone. But you, but you can't pee on yourself. Isn't that weird? Like, I think some old pervert came up with that and he's like, you, you need me to pee on you, little girl. <laughs> okay. So going back to the, no, so yes, I have been peed on by a dog. Yes. Many. Times. Yeah. 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 Well, I've, I, was it like a possessive thing or what was yours? Well, the first time it actually happened, like I was at a dog event and I was at someone's booth and I was talking to them about whatever their products were and a a lady and her dog walked up and it just lifted its leg and peed on me. So it wasn't yours. And she didn't stop it from peeing on me. Did you move out of the way? Yeah, of course I did. I was like, and she, 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 like, she didn't even like pull, try to pull the dog away. Nothing. I was just like, you were just going to let that dog just pee on. Well, you gotta go. You gotta go. Um, and then mine have only been an accidental, like they like fell over or like thought they were peeing on a bush and they like accidentally got me. I would say non-intentional peeing on me. No. Okay. I have had medical, an intentional. or medical, like I've gotten peed well, on by a puppy or something. Right. That doesn't count as much. Um, so I had a little, my first dog was Winston, that little white fluffy with a Mohawk dog. And yeah. we're up in Montana. We have a cabin up there. And so we're up in Montana. The whole family's there. This was, I was probably 16 years old. And everybody's, was I six? Yeah, I was probably 16, somewhere there. So everyone's getting there. Like we're already there. Then the Flores get there. And then the Lemnitzers get there. So it's just like this crazy amount of people. 
and I'm standing there with my bell-bottom jeans because I was a cool kid and I feel like my leg is hot like warm and wet Winston walked up to me after everybody had gotten there and peed on me like I was his property so he was like telling everybody she's mine yes I love it like I, it was the, it was so it was his way because how else was he gonna do it? He's just like, that's my mom. I don't wow. know. Good boy, Winston. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I just something. It's one of my favorite memories <laughs> when I got peed on. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna go, go with like, yeah. I don't think I want to get peed on though. Like, I love that my dogs love me, but I don't want them to to pee on me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. Like, I, I wouldn't like train my dogs to do that as like a sign of affection. Right, right. Yeah, but but there are crazy people in rescue. Is the oh. whole point? <laughs> I get it. I get it. We're segueing. We're, okay. we're segueing <laughs> into what we're going to talk about. Um, actually, I didn't know that was going to be the segue. I just really wanted to ask you that question. So, so what you're saying is you're one of those crazy people because you like that your dog beat on you. I guess I don't know. Maybe or maybe I'm into something weird. I don't really know. However, you're not. You're not crazy. Um, I am a little crazy, and I think. I don't know if it's because I'm getting more involved in rescue and it's easy to say you want to get in rescue, right? Every little girl wants to win the lottery and have a ranch and save all the dogs. Everybody says that. Yeah. But the problem with rescue is there's people involved. Oh my God. So many people. And well, you gotta be crazy to be in rescue. It's funny though. Like people will tell me all the time, like, Oh, I want to, I want to get involved in rescue. I want to have my own rescue. I'm like, don't do it. Like, just don't like, go help those that are already doing it. Like that's, that's the way to go. But they're crazy. Like they're, they're crazy to think that you're crazy to be in rescue. Oh, I yeah. love you, but you're crazy because look what you've given up in your life. I'm crazy because it makes me crazy. Like it just makes you crazy. And so then you put all of these personalities together and it's women. Let's be honest. It's women in rescue. There's not very many men. And most of the ones, sorry, men that are in rescue. Some of you are normal, but most of you aren't either. Well, I mean, the, honestly, I don't know any like day-to-day -day rescue guys. Like my Tell husband me helps me. Um, that's all I got. Um, but like, we, like we have a hard time finding male volunteers to like test right. dogs with, right? Like just because you know what I mean? A lot of times, like if dogs have it like aversions to people, it's a lot of times men, sadly. And so yeah. we, we have a hard time because we just don't have a lot of consistent volunteers or like a nobody at a high level is, is male. Um, so does that mean men are sane and we are crazy? No, I think it goes back to like our motherly instincts. I don't have any of those. I hate well, kids. I'm I mean, just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like kids. Well, like, you know, we're more caretaking uh, kind of, you know, more sen sensitive, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I mean, I can be sensitive, but we um, want to, we want to nurture things. Yeah, nur nurture is a good word. Nurture is yeah. a good word. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so here, I'm not going to, I'm not going to harp on the Humane Society. That'll be another episode, maybe tomorrow, but, but like the director of the Humane Society making half a million dollars a year is a man. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a lot of problems internally. They have a lot of problems with the dogs. Like, so is it because like, I don't know, like does it's rescue it's make it's you crazy? Or are you crazy in rescue? No. And, and I think the Humane Society's problems go back before he was even in charge. So I don't know that you can necessarily say it was that I would just say that as an organization as a whole, like their whole, they're too big for their britches. Yeah. Their, their organization as a whole has things that are just, just whatever. Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I don't... Like there's two big, two, I'm not going to call them big players, but like, um, uh, Asher house is a big one in rescue. Mm -hmm. And, and he has, he did the thing that all us girls want to do. 
-hmm. He's walking around his sanctuary with dogs everywhere. Yeah. Shirtless. We all want to do that. (laughs) Hey, sharks. So, so like Asher House did what we want to do. Um, And then there's another big one. And I can't think of who it is like, but just trainers as men are, are semi sane, right? Like they made a business out of it. We're giving ourselves, we are giving our time. Well, it's it's interesting because everybody else involved in rescue makes money except for the rescues themselves. For the most right, part, the vets make the, the money, the boarding trainers make money, the like everybody that but you buy things from everywhere, all these big corporations, pajamas, the food, the food, the, toys, all, all the things. Yeah. Everybody else makes money except for the people who are actually right. like working in rescue. Because if you do make money in rescue, most rescues, it's not a, like a very livable wage or it's not like a very large amount of money you're not getting rich off of right and you're and and those ones that are making a lot of money I don't think they're actually doing a lot of work like somehow they they figure out the system they figured it out so inside of rescue going back to like our topic yeah it's mostly women not getting paid not being appreciated pulling pulling pulled in a hundred different directions because we have families we have always have our own personal dogs we have rescues we have our jobs we have a social life we have to network we have to be on we have, so so it makes us crazy mm-hmm. and what I have found in rescue a lot of people that are not in rescue that have dealt with rescuers are like oh that rescue lady is crazy mm-hmm. well because so chicken before rescue- the egg or no, it's most people in rescue. Honestly, I hate to say it. Like they know how to work with animals. They don't know how to work with people. And so they lack in people skills. So they like, really they're, they're great handling the animals. Cause like animals don't really talk back. They're unconditionally loving them. Like there's a whole different layer of things. And they forget that there's like, you have to people to be in rescue. You really do because you need the people to help you rescue the dogs or the yeah, cats. Yeah, but people like they're that's few and far between. Like that oh, is yeah. truly I feel like I'm not going to name any names in the rescue world, but there's probably half a dozen that in 2 seconds I could name off that I'm like, "Oh, yep, they were bitches. They were rude. They're unrealistic. Like she's mm-hmm. crazy. Like they're like just super quick I could name off six. Oh, easy peasy. Yeah, I, I could honestly let I could name the non-crazy ones quicker than I can. Yeah, because the there's like ones. two. Because we're, like, we're talking to each like, other. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's very few, and there's very few. Like what we actually got asked by someone, like, what rescues would you recommend? And I mean, our list was so short because I was like, there's very few that I would actually put my name on as a recommendation. And I hate to sound terrible mm-hmm. about it, but it's just it is true because like, like I. I think we people well, right? Like we are nice to people. We're kind to people. Like I know when to bite my tongue. Yeah. I mean, there's when I don't want to, would would like to say sometimes that I don't, but like fake it till you make it on that level. Right. Like just, you know, we got to do it because it's going to help a dog. Whereas like a lot of them don't. And it's like, I don't necessarily want to send like an adopter or a donor or this to, to kind of like be like, I'm like, I don't want to have to apologize later for them being rudely spoken to or like not getting anything done you know because oftentimes you know a lot of people in rescue too don't realize like this is a business like as much as you it's a machine we have to keep this machine going as as much as this is a heart thing like and you know this is you know I always said this was my money don't grow on trees and dogs grow every corner it's like it's 
Yeah. So you I have feel to like manage it. Like you would, like you have to like, you know, I'm, I'm customer service. I am the head of customer service. You know what I mean? Like I need to be treating people when they come to us for things, just like I would, if I worked and I was in a high level customer facing job, like, I mean, adopters are also potential future donors. Like, you know, you want, like, if they're not going to adopt from you, you want them to still adopt. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, if we can't help you, like, I want you to go somewhere and find someone who can help you because, you know, we're not going to have every dog for every person, but like, I don't want rescue to get such a bad name. We're in a lot of ways right now with all of the bad things that have been publicized recently, like rescue has got to be careful. Like, I mean, they're like, people are going to, are going to go back to breeders because guess what? Like the breeders aren't being talked about on the news every night right now. Rescue, the rescue community is unfortunately, you know? Well, that's a good point too, that you said, like people are going to breeders and I just had a conversation with someone yesterday and their, their, um, daughter-in-law, somebody related to the family, you know, bought a dog. This is their, their, their breed purchase. And I said, you know, can you just ask her why she bought the breed? Like, why did having a specific dog matter than saving a dog? And she, you know, she's like, well, I don't want to get into it too much because, you know, she's my daughter-in-law and I don't want to cause her. I'm like, okay, fine. I get it. That's not a fair question to ask. Um, it, because not everyone's open about like people know where I stand with buying dogs and, and all that kind of stuff. So the point of what I'm saying is buying from a breeder, you get a certain breed because society has said that Labradoodles, I'm using that as an example, are designer they're perfect dogs. They're hypoallergenic dogs. So how do we make rescue dogs designer? How do we make them high end? How do we make it an experience? Like I kind of have that because people are like, I want my next dog to come from incredible Stella because we know that you turn out happy, good, well-behaved dogs because we put the time and effort into every dog that we do. So it's like, there's kind of a name there. And I love to hear that from people that they're like, aren't, it's going to be an incredible Stella dog. So to me, that's like a breeder dog and incredible Stella dog. Like we're getting up there. We're kind of like meeting it, but how do we turn the shelter and we're, we always go off subject, but, well, but like, how do we, this is kind of, I mean, it's all relative though. I mean, cause we kind of are talking rescues, breeders, whatever, but like, I mean, it's also like we get, I mean, I've been getting surveyed a lot recently by a lot of the animal data research companies because they want, um, to kind of see what we're seeing, right? We're the ones out in the field. And I've been getting a lot of surveys recently talking about these designer dogs and how frequently are we seeing them in shelters? And I mean, honestly, we are seeing a lot more of the designer breeds on a regular basis. I mean, Huskies, for example, were like never a thing in Arizona. Yep. And now yep. like you would find one or two, maybe a month. Like, I mean, that was a high month. Now They're like every there, rescue there's story, 80, there's 85 of them right now at the local shelter like right. I mean the husky rescue can't even keep up they used to we used to know every husky that was like medically and behaviorally okay to leave the shelter was leaving the shelter with the husky rescue because they could do that like that's because they could manage that right they can't keep up like it's impossible like us with bully breeds I mean we've been dealing with this for years like <laughs> there's too many of them not enough of us but like that's just it's weird now when you look like we used to see every kennel full of pit bull type dogs. And now like it, it's every dog, there's every kind of dog you walk in the shelter, like all different shapes, sizes, colors, breeds, all the different things. Like, and like to me in some abstract world, it's like Disneyland. Like you can go in and find any dog. Like it's like kind of like magical in yeah. a way, yeah. but it's also obviously heart-wrenching, horrible. Right. It shouldn't be there. It's a bad place to be, but like, okay. So, so the breeders, 
like you said, if someone has a bad experience with the rescue or a rescue has like a bad name or they rub someone the wrong way, well, I'm not going to get from a rescue. That's just, I'm going to go to a breeder because they're reputable because they do it right because they care about the dogs. So it's almost like buying a used car or a brand new car Mm -hmm. at the car dealership. You get coffee at the new car dealership. You get coffee. They bring you in. It's air conditioned, nice seats at the used car dealership. You got Jimmy Joe selling you a used car and he's got his bow tie on and he's or or you're looking at the Carfax online because you're just scrolling through pages of cars because that's what you're doing. So many to a dealership because that's you know what I mean? That's kind of how the rescues work. So there's pages and pages of dogs. Right. So like we can't be used car salesmen. We have to be selling new cars. We have to be selling that high-end upscale experience, like not super selective because we want everyone to adopt, but it also has to be like a white glove experience because that's what they think they're getting from a breeder. When you hand over five grand to someone, that person is going to white glove you this dog. Unless they hand them to you sick because they don't really do what they're supposed to, but that's fine. That's a whole other topic too. But that's a whole other, right. I mean, that they're, <laughs> they're breeders are shit back. Um, but well, a rep, so we'll say a reputable, let's use it properly. A rep, reputable breeder. Yeah, you can't even say it because it ain't even a real thing. Right. There's no yeah. such thing as a reputable but, breeder. But you're right though. Like, I mean, even with us, like, right. So we'll, you know, we're, we're not as selective as some of the groups. There are some that are crazy. That goes back that are to really, crazy. Like, like one oh, of my, your wall no, is pink. You ain't getting a dog. Well, no, I know. Like one of my really, really close, like I've known her my whole life, wanted to adopt a pug when she was pregnant and was told no because she's pregnant and what if she changes her mind after the baby comes and she had just lost her pug like she wasn't gonna like get rid of her dog like because she had a baby but they would not adopt her because she was pregnant like what yeah rescues are crazy whole other topic but like with us like our thing is you know we're not like you don't need to have a million dollars in a house like on the mountain with you know all these like bells and whistles and things like our thing is more is how can we support you to keep this dog, right? Like you don't have to like have all of the money in the world. Like, can you give that dog love in a home? And like, let's say it has a pre-existing medical condition and you can't afford it, but you can give it all the other things. Guess what? We're going to help with the medication because we want that dog to be healthy. But we also want it to be loved, right? So we try to provide the services to help keep dogs and home, like people together so that we take away some of these barriers and these boundaries that like would prevent them from being able to have a dog because they can't afford it. They're not going to go to the breeders either, but they, you know, they also want to have a love and a companionship of a dog too. So it's like, I guess we're, we're the, we're the premium designer breed <laughs> and the dog is just the dog, but like yeah. we try to do such, we, we provide a service, right? Like we're providing them with a service to make sure that it's successful. Just like you, like you require certain things with your adoptions and your adopters and the training and all the things post adoption, right? to set everybody up for success same thing and there's a lot of others that out there that just don't do that like once they're gone it's just like a turn and burn system right like and that's just what they're that's how that's honestly how they even act to the adopters it's like once you've adopted and you sign that paperwork you're gone forever like you know whereas well and that's like you got to find a happy medium because we can't be like I can't take everybody today called me and said I'm returning the dog I've adopted from you over the last five years there's no we, way we take all of ours back so i mean we if we, everybody called you today that you have adopted out and said oh well, yeah we, oh no oh, no i mean that would be like there's not if every one of them did no that's what i'm saying the like ones that we do get we do take back if you can yeah if you physically can right yeah. like if you had nowhere for them to go what do you do like 
take them into your house. Like, I just feel oh, like, no, I get, you. no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's parameters to taking them back. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. As long as there's dialogue and communication yeah. and, you know, like, yes. um, but, but there are some rescues, like you said, that won't adopt to anybody. Their, their, their expectations of adopters are crazy. Mm-hmm. Then I've seen some rescues that'll just give anybody, any dog, anytime that's crazy. And then I've seen some that are just bitches. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm not saying that I'm coming into their place and I'm like going to raise money for them or get them followers or anything, but I'm like, Hey, I'm here to support you. Like, here's a box of Jolly ball. Maybe we can get one of your dogs highlighted. Tell me more about this. So I can share like rude, just rude. So it's like, okay, I got you. And then, um, like there's some that have just mentally snapped. Oh, for sure. I mean, they snap. This is something that like definitely is not for the faded heart. Like it's, it's, it, and there's lots of ways, like, honestly, and I'm not excusing by any means, like some of these organizations that get in over their heads, but I mean, a lot of them really just, they think too much with their hearts and not with their head. And then they end up in these not great situations, but then instead of doing the right thing and asking others for help, like they just like close in more and more and more. And then it just becomes like an even worse situation. So, right. Like, I'm not going to say April as an example of that. Cause I don't know if she was ever right in the head, but no. maybe she did have two special needs dogs and then she got addicted to wanting more. And then she got over her head and then it became this hoarding thing. Like, like did rescue make her crazy or was she crazy and got into rescue? Well, I mean, there's lots of things that could go wrong there too, because I mean, if you even have any ounce of some of like I mean I again we'll go back I know you guys have known that like true crime right like if you have any type of like sociopath or like narcissistic or any type of tendencies like you can get like these other additional things like savior complexes right like they're trying to like she's like got addicted to saving dogs even though she wasn't doing right by it but it became this like thing and it became like a medical like I mean I'm not saying her necessarily either because I don't know that for a fact but they do a lot of times get these I mean, savior complex, I would say is kind of like what I would describe it as is because whether they're doing right by the dog or not in their mind, they're like the saviors of all things, even if it's not the right way to go about it or the right thing to do in their mind, they rationalize it because they saved it, right? Like they saved it from whatever previous fate was, even though because it was perfect, is, like it's worse with her, with it, yeah. whoever the savior is like, they're in a better place. Yeah. And in their mind and they yeah. oftentimes make themselves believe that that is reality. And unfortunately it's not reality at all. No, but, it, but unfortunately for the, the dogs, it does become their reality. And there, cause I mean, there's groups out there too, that like do not do right by the dogs at all. Oh, are you going to drop names? No, I'm, I, don't I know. I know. It's a very that. small rescue world. It is. <laughs> um, so no, but there are groups out there that like it's to them. Once the dog is like left, whatever, they're e-listed for behavior. They're e-listed for medical. Like once they've saved them from that situation, they're safe. They're even better, they're, right? Yeah, right. even if they're living in a kennel in a very small space and don't get any interaction for twenty-three hours a it's, day, they're, it's be- better. they're, they're alive. happy to be there. They're yeah. alive. Look, you know what? There's worse things than death for mo- a lot of these dogs. Sadly, I hate to say that, but it's so true. Some of these dogs would be better off being euthanized humanely at the shelter versus some of the fates that they end up getting because these people try to swoop in and be these saviors when they have no business saving dogs at all. Yeah. And they should just leave it to the professionals who actually know what they're doing. And it's sad. Like we don't want to see dogs dying. Like that's not what we're here for. But like sometimes like right now, 
But at our municipal shelter, the two locations, there's 950 dogs. 950 dogs. That's not including dogs that are in foster homes. That is physical dogs living at those locations. Is that even stray holds or just? That's all. That's it. that's all. That, that's an intake number. Like that's the entire intake. So but, when, when Dana's saying that, I just want to kind of clarify this for people. The two municipal shelters that she's talking about, we have Maricopa County Animal Care and Control, and there are two locations. So you have your East Valley and your West Valley. And so those are where those numbers come from. That is um, the same group that is responsible to get dogs uh, licensed and registered. And that's where so, dogs that get on bite holds that can't do the quarantine at home go. That's where like they're doing managed intake, but even straight, that's where strays go to yeah so if you're looking for your dog we say go there first keep going keep looking every day every there's week. a lot of dogs look online just keep mm -hmm. going back and looking if you lost your dog but before you lost your dog get a collar on it get it microchipped and make sure your tag is up to date i know we all have the same phone number for the rest of our lives at this point but just update your info okay that sure. was my psa no, but then, so that's, that's just Maricopa County Care and Control. And then there's like other groups, like, you know, I think Humane Society says they have like 550 or something. Where else. are those dogs? Well, they have multiple locations too, and they have a lot of fosters. So their numbers, I believe, include their fosters. And then another group that does do owner surrenders as well, AWL, they have over 300 dogs in their care. So, I mean, if you just look at those three organizations in Maricopa County, this is not any other county. This is straight up Maricopa County. Like, I'm not going to do the math in my head. Maybe I will. Let, that's like 1800 dogs. Let's just- That was good. That was a good math. job. Pretty, yeah. pretty quick. But that's a lot. That's too many, right? So like- where does like the and it's never ending so like when you're in this like rescue I mean I, I have to stop looking because like we can't I mean it's just you can't you can't help them all they're just not all going to be safe and that's why you're saying because you know you can't save them all and there are some people that think they can save and take in every dog they just hear a dog's name and they get emotionally invested and attached right off the bat like I know well, rescues that are like that. Oh yeah. And then there's the ones that like just see dollar signs and then don't do the right thing by the animal and use the money for that animal. They use it to pay their monthly bills that they've already spent the money on too. So, I mean, there's lots of broken things that go on on a regular basis, unfortunately, but like, I mean, bottom line is spay and neuter your pets. Right. And white women be crazy. Cause that's who's doing <laughs> rescue. <laughs> it's great. I mean, but it is, but it's going back to that. It is like, I think, you know, we always kind of, I think, really kind of breach. Sometimes we 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 are snarky and a little sarcastic, but overall, like we're very kind and we're very nice to um, people, and we I think so. do the right thing by people and by the dogs. So I think it's just don't don't and don't judge rescue by every rescue person you meet. Are you right? We're not all crazy. <laughs> We're not. But if you want to know who the crazy ones are, just message me privately. I'll give you the list <laughs> to stay away from. We'll give you the list of ones to contact because the, and if we don't list those ones, don't don't even. Right. So there are a lot of big hearts in rescue, and that's the hard part though. Is like a lot of times people really operate uh, with their heart and they can't use their head at all because they can't keep their mouth shut. No. No. They're just nasty. They're just like I feel like they just they cross the line from fatigue to just nasty. Uh -huh. Like, I don't want that to happen to me. Like we have to have like a check-in with each other. So mm -hmm. when we start getting to be crazy women, like, okay, hold on, hold on, take a break, go to 
So, the, so if you guys feel the tone of our podcast changing, check in on us. Right. If we get less dark and less yeah. sarcastic, something's wrong, check in, right? Check in. Yeah. If we're not talking about getting peed on, there's a problem. There's a problem. <laughs> if I was just sitting here drinking out of the bottle of rosé, there's a problem. <laughs> That's actually probably a good problem. I do that on a regular, not really out of the bottle. No, you don't. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, you I'll don't. put it in a glass on a, mm-hmm. on a normal day. Man, I do miss having a glass of rosé with you. I know. I know. But you know what we're going to get? We're going to get our turkey pastrami. We are. We're going to do some yummies. Um, That's our favorite spot. So should we go on Tuesday? Are you free on Tuesday? We're about to run out of time on our... Uh... <laughs> it does say 10 minutes. Oh, we're under 10. Okay, so what, what, what housekeeping do we need to let people know about? What do we got? Um, um, I don't know. Like, honestly, like I have been very purposeful with my planning for right now because quite honestly, like I needed a little bit of a decompression time in the sense of like, I mean, event season for us is really like, go, we go, go, go October, November. And I vowed to not do that in December. So like we have some events, but I'm not spearheading most of them because I have asked not to. And um, good Good for you. I, I needed it. Like I just, I needed some time to just, yeah. Um, so nothing really big on our front. We like, we have uh, Mary Pitness we do every year at Oso and Gilbert on, I think December 10th. Man, that place was nuts. I went there for the first time with you. I know it's, it's, um, it's intense, man. It's, <laughs> it's huge. And there's and everybody in yeah. like Gilbert showed up. I yeah. think everybody that lived there drove together and showed up at Oso. It, 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 it's pretty intense. It is like, I know it's one of those, um, like we don't generally bring any of our dogs there. Number one, it's usually in the evening on a Sunday. So like, it's very hard to bring. And plus like when they come from a stressful shelter to a stressful place like that, it's not very fun. So we'll have some of our fosters or some of our alumni that are really good with those type of situations. They'll be at Mary Pitmas representing. Um, but it should be fun. We always have a good time and 20% of the proceeds of the bill come back to us. So that's always a fun night. Um, other than that, like, Got nothing. Got nothing. Um, and it was nice weather, I think, because it's been pretty nice here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get in the hot tub soon. It is like chilly and overcast looking, mm-hmm. so it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't have a lot going on specifically, like event wise. However, our calendar is going to be out soon, so I'm going to figure out the specifics on that. But I did talk to our designer today, so she's helping me with it. Good. Um, so I just have to go and after this call, I'm probably going to go work on that a little bit. And then we got our new website. That's right. You I did the new it. website. It's official. Yeah. And you worked so hard on that. So I think you deserve, um, I, it, it, nobody understands the undertaking in which, so true. oh man, we redid ours. And like, I mean, we paid someone to redo ours, but like, I mean, you're still very involved in that process. Cause they, they can't just, they can't come up with the content yeah, or the no. pictures or your vision. Like, yeah, no. The, and and the, the information and all the things you need on it. Like they, they can't, I mean, they can do all the behind the scenes stuff and they can make it look pretty, which is amazing. Cause that's the part I like, you lose me at the pretty part of it. Yeah. Um, but so good, great job. You did a really, really great job on that. And I know I, that was a huge undertaking. It was a huge undertaking. That is for sure. Um, thank you. And then the other part that was really hard as I started this in June at the same time you and I started planning party for the pause mm-hmm. and so I'm pouring my heart into both of these I'm pouring my time and my energy and my thought process into both of these things and they were both passion projects 
And so the hard part for me about the website was not only was I creating a website, which was hard, but I was taking down everything Marika had done, you know, and that was really hard for me because I felt like, like I erased something that she had created that she was so proud of. And that was such a big deal. Um, so I did honor her, I think as much as was artistically beautifully done, um, in the website. So go to incrediblestella.com and it's incredible, like a pit bull and just kind of, um, I like your feedback. You can sign up for our newsletter on there and sign up to adopt, to foster, to join our events. Um, but it was, the day that it launched, I wrote Brian, Marika's husband, uh, a letter. And I just said, you know, I explained, I explained that my love for her and like how hard it was. And so, yeah, so it is done. Party for the pause well, is done. You and know, I also I, think you have to remember too, her, her vision is not gone. It's still there. And you're still like honoring her every single day. And she would not want nothing more than for you to grow and expand and be able to put your, your like vision to a little bit of this. So yeah. She's never going anywhere. I mean, she she's where it all started, you know? And so, but you're the one carrying the torch now and she knows that and she's so proud of you. So don't, you're not replacing her or erasing her. Like she's still there. So, and she's it was hard. There. I know it is. I know. It's like cleaning out someone's it's closet. New. Like it's a new, it's like, cause now it's like, you just, it's almost like you're just shutting, closing a, a door yeah. after, right? Like, and I mean, in a lot of ways, it, you, it's good though. Like there's a lot of things you, if you want to move forward with things, you have to make some changes. And that's yeah. okay. And so. she probably would have been the first one telling me to do it. So like, oh, I she do probably feel like, would have, bitch, why'd you wait this long? I know, I know. <laughs> she, she 100% would have, 100%. Um, She's like, why'd you this long? <laughs> she, she, <laughs> that thing was old. <laughs> it, it was, it was breaking and falling apart. But yeah, yeah, so we, so we did the website. Party for the Pause was a big deal. You and I filled it at that. And that is almost behind us. We're still closing up some loose ends, but man, Dana, next year, we got to figure out what we're doing. She's not like something a lot easier. No offense to everyone. It was a lot of, <laughs> we're not a lot of fun. That was hard. That was hard it was really hard. Yeah. I, I mentally shut down for about a week afterwards. I couldn't even get on Instagram. I was so yeah. burnt out. So, Well, that's okay. You know what? Um, you also were sick, so that didn't help things. Like that didn't help. Back. So I, I mean, I started taking naps after the party, and I'm not a napper. Like if anybody, Wait, what happened? Me, like I am a like I just I don't stop. Like I don't sit down. I mean, I stand all day at a standing desk. I don't sit. Like it I broke don't us. Stop. Yeah, yeah, I was like I was like napping, and my husband was like, "You're taking a nap again? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna be <laughs> drinking Metamucil and taking naps." <laughs> taking another nap. I sure am. I also got my readers guys. Got a new pair. <laughs> no, she really does. Like that's I really, did. I really did. I legitimately got new pair of readers. I, yeah, uh, it's official. Well, anyways, I think uh, that's a wrap. I don't know. I think it was uh, lots of good stuff and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of what we got coming up that we should probably put on the agenda to talk about. I know um, we have the shelter dog dash that is coming up in that's February. February. Yeah, we definitely yeah. need to start promote because you know it's kind of hard because we moved it up a couple months. So generally we have like so now we're we're I mean we always needed to wait till after party for the pause to kind of start promoting mm -hmm. it, but um we just have a little bit of a shorter time frame this year. So it's in February, February seventeenth, and it's actually going to be in Gilbert this year versus Ugh. 
Kiwanis Park. It's not that much further. So. But anyway, I'm hooked. I love talking on the microphone. So if you guys are having me back, I'm oh, totally absolutely. We're having you back. Down. I don't like to talk. I mean, who am I like? You're I like. Fine. To say, I don't like to have a script. I just like to talk on it and say whatever the hell I want. I don't want to. I don't like scripted stuff. I'm really good with the microphone. If I don't have to have a script, if I have to have a script, I'm screwed, and I get all hey, nervous and fail. Got my teleprompter. I don't want a script. That's what I just said. I don't even want to. I don't want it. And here's Tom with the weather. Yeah, see, so, I can totally, but see, I can, I can ad lib just fine. Like when I vanished with the microphone at party for the pause, like nobody knew where I was. I had, I, I, I couldn't find you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. it was so funny. That was one of the funny events of the night. Um, okay. So, so yes, thank you guys for joining. Uh, thank you for being patient while we put this together because we did have a lot on our plate in the last month or so, but we are back in business. We have made a commitment to get this going. And if you have someone that wants to sponsor us, sign them up, send them our way, tell your friends about the subscribe, um, and then, and just follow along. We'd love to get some feedback on some topics in the rescue world that you want to hear. We'll talk oh, about them. Oh, and by the way, sponsors, future sponsors, I can read a script to read about your products. I will read. I will, she, yeah, she has a good voice. Um, we just have to bribe her with Rosé. So we'll get there. We'll do it. But I'm like future sponsors. I will read from a script to read. For I am Dana and I love the bleach for my. And we can use your teleprompter for the, the commercials. Because yeah. the, the I, signed, I signed up for a year. I'm screwed. Yeah, on accident. Yeah. I know. On That's accident. Right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys for playing along with us today and we'll see you next time. See you Bye. next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rescue and Rosé. We're still learning the ropes on how to podcast, but we hope you're having as much fun listening as we are learning. So stay tuned and we'll have plenty more entertaining stories for you to listen to.